Welcome to the NBA Front Office Show, bringing you inside rumors and transactions around the league with your hosts, Keith Smith and Trevor Lane. Brought to you by LakersNation.com and CLNS Media. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. We're back. Trevor Lane and Keith Smith here joining you guys with the NBA Front Office Show. We figured... Might as well come back during these troubling times and try to give you guys some insight into the NBA front office situation and what's going on and how that's all going to make sense with the salary cap. Uh, as always, joining me, my buddy Keith Smith. Keith, how are you doing, man? How are you holding up during these these tough times? <laughs> we're doing all right. You know, we're doing as good as can be expected in this new crazy world. We're uh, making the best of it and going a little stir crazy. I can't can't uh, can't say that's anything different than anybody else though. So so we're doing okay. I should say Keith Smith, famous author of The Disney Plan, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it, man. If that's what I'm known for, then I'll take it, right? I th- think that was a pretty popular and went, went, went over well with quite a few people. So I'll take it. Hey, if the NBA winds up coming back to uh, to Disney World, there's got to be something in it for you. They got to kick you a little something for uh, for the effort, right? I hope I at least get to go cover the games. Uh, that would be nice. A credential would be good at least. That would be great. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> it feels like that's the least they can do. So, right, guys, so on today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going to happen with the salary cap with obviously the season being suspended. Adam Silver is saying that league revenue is essentially zero, which is bad for a business. Uh, what does that mean for the salary cap, which is tied to revenue? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what that means for certain players, players who have already signed extensions. Keith will chat about that a little bit. And then we'll project a little bit moving forward. What does that mean this summer? Should the salary cap actually go down? Is there going to be cap smoothing to keep it as is? All of those things that are going to make a massive, massive impact on free agency this, I want to say this summer, but I guess it probably won't be this summer. Who knows when free agency starts? Whenever it does, that's what we're going to be getting into. Um, Keith, I, I don't know. It feels like we, we've got a ton to do here, but there's so much still up in the air that we don't know. And that's really the state of the entire NBA right now. Yeah, absolutely. Anything we talk about here is all we're guessing as much as anybody else is. Nothing has been finalized. Nothing has been locked in um, or anything like that with anybody. So it's uh, it's um, you know, it's just just crazy. I don't I don't know uh, you know where where it would all be um, you know with that. So it'll be uh, you know it, it'll be really interesting. I'm not not sure how they're gonna approach this. It's Let's talk about the cap smoothing part of it yeah. real quick. Well, well, let's kind of set the frame, I guess, is a better place to start. So cap currently, last projection from the NBA, nice, healthy, everything looked good, about $115 million. Right. Um, You know, and that is, if, if I start to talk cap space or anything, I'm still working off that projection because... That's the last we got. I don't. I don't know anything yeah. better. I've done work on if it's less and things like that. So it'll, you know, it'll really, uh, yeah, we'll see. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, I probably should have used the mute there. Um, <laughs> but it is. Uh, I'm out of form, man. It's been hey, a while. First um, show, first show back in a bit. Now we it, actually yeah. have a little bit of time. We'll forgive you, right? I mean, we got to just like the NBA is opening up their training facilities so players can knock a little bit of the rust off. We got to yeah, knock man. some rust off too here, man. Yeah, you're not going to come <laughs> out shooting 50% from three right out of the gate. So, no way. Uh, you know, but yeah, so what's going to happen is the cap's almost assuredly going to be lower. We don't know how much. You know, we've heard, uh, you know, it could be down around 100 million. 
could be 106, could be 109. Um, one of the things that is being thrown out there is an attempt at cap smoothing. And the people remember and think back to cap smoothing in the past, it was roundly rejected by the players. And the Players Association said, absolutely yeah. not. We are not doing cap smoothing. But that was because the NBA's goal at that time when the cap was spiking was to avoid a kind of an artificial jump where salaries really you know bumped way up in big money this time it's to avoid it going too low they they don't want to all of a sudden this this uh i almost said summers um and i'm going to continue to say summer because that's just how my brain works in the nba calendar um but this off season's free agents when they go into it what what they're they're going to be looking at is are those guys going to make um you know, a lot less because there's a lot less money available. The max salaries for those guys are a lot less. Anthony Davis, right? You know, very widely assumed to opt out, likely to resign with the Lakers. Will make a lot less if the cap comes in at, you know, 100 or 106 million right. than if it comes in at 115. So, so one of the things that is proposed is maybe you artificially leave the cap at, at the same as this year that's one of the suggestions i've heard thrown out there no growth Mm -hmm. and then in future years instead of it going up by five six seven million maybe it only goes up by four million and then you know in a year or two after that another four million and then you get back to normal and go and that allows you to go instead of going from 115 to 100 back up to something like you know 110 and then up to 100 something like 120 right. you're kind of phasing it in a little bit more and you're making it a little more even there is why is there more appetite for the players this time around well because it's going to actually help them get more money mm-hmm. uh immediately and up front and it shouldn't have too big of an impact on the guys you know years after this one so that's going to be something they're going to have to work out and that's going to be really interesting to see how that all plays out See, I'm looking at the situation, and yes, like we hear cap smoothing, and we instantly think back to the the previous round of negotiation when they were looking at that. And by the way, they didn't accept cap smoothing, and the end result was Kevin Durant with the Warriors, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's what happened because there was that that huge spike. But from the players' perspective, if you do cap smoothing back then, um, you're kicking money down the road. You're essentially giving owners an interest free loan. That's that's yeah, pretty much what's kinda- what's happening and they don't obviously that's not going to be something that's going to appeal to the players but i think this version of cap smoothing is more likely because on one hand yes it's going to help the players it's going to give them artificially more money available than than would be based on the salary cap rules but then on the other end of it the owners they can be helped a little bit too like if it were to drop to a hundred and you've got the luxury tax coming in for teams that weren't anticipating paying the luxury tax that would be kind of an oh crap moment if you were a team that thought you were pretty safe and suddenly there's a big drop and now you're paying the tax for a team that's not a title contender. I can see where a lot of owners wouldn't be too thrilled with that. Yeah, absolutely. They are... um... That that's a huge concern is, you know, you you've got a handful of teams that are they're right around the tax line, you know, and they mm-hmm. probably will, you know, finagle their way out of being tax players. But yeah, if it drops that far, you you can. And I've heard, you know, some suggestions of maybe you take away the luxury tax if it dry you know, if you drop right. the cap from from a projection of one fifteen to a projection of a hundred, maybe you take away the luxury tax for a year. Well now what you're looking at is well, a couple of those teams might say, hell yeah, let's do that. Let's, you know, we'll really load up and we'll yeah, avoid, right. you know, a year of being taxed. So there's the, the good news is with all this stuff, it's all negotiable. 
Um, anything can be, you know, kind of negotiated under special circumstances in the CBA and in the, the, you know, just like with the season resuming, there's a lot of motivation. Let's get this right. Um, the players, the players association, the teams, the owners, the, um, league itself, they're all on the same page of let's, let's handle this in the best way possible for all of us because I think they're looking at it as, um, you know, we're all going to get our 50% roughly of this money let's make sure that we really get that 50 percent because that is you know as uh, somebody you know told me once a half a watermelon is better than a whole grape and that is you know i think something that's really you know key to keep in mind here is yeah it's it really is you know you you want to make sure you're uh keeping things as even as possible so that everybody makes out in the end. So I think everybody is pretty motivated on that. And let's, and then let's be hopeful. Maybe some, you know, return to the season helps this from being complete, you know, doom and gloom as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and hopefully the season does get back and hopefully then the, the revenue can kick up again and maybe bolster that, that uh, salary cap just a bit. I mean, anything is yeah. better than nothing at this point. Yeah. Uh, but the, you know, you look at this situation and you look at, okay, if it, if it does drop, teams are going to have, they're going to have to come up with something. They're going to have to do something to figure out no matter what path they take, there's going to be unintended consequences. Like I mentioned before that, you know, Kevin Durant suddenly being able to sign with a historically great team that had just won what 72 games or yeah. whatever that, that mark was <laughs> 73, um, 73, 73, well, they hit 73 the same night that Kobe was hitting 60 in his final performance. So I was true. a little distracted that night. True, true. And Andy, uh, and they, they didn't, finish the job so that's right that's, that's right easily forgotten i'll forgive you all right thank you <laughs> now <laughs> so, that i completely interrupted your chain of thought no no no, no. i'm <laughs> i'm good I, I know what i was going with with that so basically if there's going to be unintended consequences no matter what happens it's going to be a matter of just picking what the best path forward is going to be and one of the ideas that i saw getting thrown out there and i want to present this to you keith is the idea of bringing back something that we've seen in the past being an amnesty clause, something that will allow each team to waive one player. Now, initially, my, my thought was, well, that kind of penalizes teams that have done well with their books and don't have bad contracts on the on the record. But at the same time, maybe that's a, a route they go. And it, just to refresh everybody's memory, an amnesty clause would allow you to waive a player. You would still pay that player, but you would remove them from your salary cap so you would no longer be paying like the taxes for those players so in theory you could see a guy like a like a john wall or chris paul or, or whoever some of these big contracts that would really kick teams into the tax be removed now i don't know how likely that is but i wanted to get your thoughts keith yeah it'd be interesting to see the amnesty clause the reason it was put in in previous cbas the two times we've seen it was because of the unknown of what was coming with the with that new cba and uh, they had changed the revenue split in one there was uh changes to the way the exceptions worked and things like that so so it is interesting to think about yeah if, if it drops low enough i could see them saying you know there because yeah if you're the players association it's you, you never want to see your guys get waived but they're getting waived while still getting full pay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so if, if uh, let's use a John Wall for his exam, for an example, right. he's still going to get all the money he's owed to him, you know, a hundred million or whatever that is. Uh, uh, you know, more than that, probably more like 160. I it's think. something crazy, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it's some crazy amount of money, but he's going to get all that, that what is owed to him, the rest of that contract. 
But then someone else is going to resign or sign mm-hmm. him to a contract, probably for fifteen to twenty million or something in that range. And now instead of you know he's going to get all his hundred and sixty, he gets that that twenty on top of that. Now he's getting one hundred and eighty. Let's just call it. And then the Wizards free up that that forty million dollars, and then they can go spend that forty million on somebody else. So it does it does infuse a lot a lot more money. Um, into the marketplace we've seen that over the years it starts to put uh everybody kind of a little bit more back on even playing field and i think that is you know it's an interesting idea i don't know um every time it comes up it's there's always a handful of teams as you said who are like hey wait a minute we 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 didn't manage our books like morons right you know we've got you know we did a good job with this we're not you know in on this um here and then it kind of gets you know a little uh uh, challenged with that but yeah i could see that coming into play it would be interesting if it does as a cap nerd you know it sparks all sorts of different you know uh conversations and, and permutations and uh predictions and all that stuff so that that part i would enjoy yeah i mean it, it certainly would create a, a whole tidal wave of of dominoes or tidal wave of consequences that would come down and i think it'd be kind of fun like on the other hand though you could in a, unintentionally create some real super teams too. Like if a team decides to cut like Chris Paul and then Chris Paul goes and joins the Lakers or the Clippers or, or the Bucks or any of those teams, you could yeah. get some really high quality players that are just overpaid that wind up being cut loose. So who knows? It, it's an interesting idea. Um, one thing I do want to clarify is, and I correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe in that scenario. So if another team, let's say it's Chris Paul, let's say the Thunder wave Chris Paul using the amnesty provision and another team signs him for say 20 million and he was due 36 or whatever, isn't a portion of what the incumbent team, the the Thunder, the original team, isn't a portion of what they paid him when they get that back, kind of like when a player is is bought out on a contract, like when Dwight Howard was bought out and signed with the Lakers, the Grizzlies had the amount owed to them cut up a little bit. Yeah, that's a good question. I'd have to look in a normal situation on a buyout. Um, that's what's called set off. And that, that comes, uh, that, that does go back to the, it doesn't really go back to the team. The player just doesn't get it. Um, and it kind and it, and it can potentially lower their cap number. Let's use, uh, Josh Smith as an example, who I just, uh, removed from the Pistons cap sheet uh, today. <laughs> he just came off. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's it, man. For 2021, he's finally off the cap sheet. He's no, they they no longer have a cap hit for him. Amazing. But he was waived at I want to say it was like 5.7 million or mm-hmm. something like that was his stretch when he was waived. Well, if you remember, then he went on to sign with the Rockets. Yeah. Uh, so the amount he signed with the Rockets for was split up across those stretch, and it lowered him down to about like 5.2 or so million dollars. So that was um. That's how the setoff works. But in this case, because it doesn't go against the cap, I don't know. Hmm. That, that's a good question. I would have to look into it. I'd have to dig into the CBA and see. And, of course, we, you know, kind of this will be the last time we we'll use this as a qualifier. We'd be going off of what's been done in the past. And we don't know that that's what would be done moving forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we really don't know what they're going to look like. Uh, this, this would yeah. be a whole new – it's a whole new world, uh, basically, yeah, with, what's, with what's going on right now. Um, so let's talk a yep. little bit about, and this is something you and I talked about before we came on air, about some of the players who have already signed extensions and things like that. We yeah. know we know that the the contracts now, especially if you're looking at like a max deal or whatever, it's more a percentage of the cap than anything else. So that's really yep. what you need to look at is, okay, this guy's deal is 25% of the cap. This guy's deal is 30% of the cap. But what does that mean if the cap drops, but the guy signed his contract, assuming it's higher? What happens then? 
Yeah, so let's use Ben Simmons as the example okay. here because I think he's the easiest one to use. And I apologize if I look away at the camera because I'm looking at my spreadsheet. Um, but Simmons is at uh, – his contract, the way it is written is he is signing a rookie-scale max extension. Mm -hmm. So he's already signed it. It's already agreed to. And what is put in there as a number for the first-year salary, which then everything triggers off of from there, is it just says 2020 – 2021 um, or the 2021 season. Right. I guess that's the easier way to phrase that. That's going to be a mess. <laughs> um, is uh, is max salary? So it just says the max salary tier that he's eligible for. So that's what he signed for. So right now on a cap of 115 million, that's 28 million 750 thousand. So 28.75 million. That's his first year salary. That is the 25 percent of that first year salary. So. So what that does is that gives him a total contract value of five years because he signed the full five-year mm -hmm. max extension, $166.75 million. So that's what it is today. Now, because I, I like to make math very easy on me because I wasn't a math major in school, so let's make it easy. Let's say it's a cap of $100 million. Well, the 25% of that, that's $25 million. Yeah. So that means $3.75 million off that first year salary times the 8% raises mm -hmm. and off you go and so on and so forth. So if that lowers all the way down, that's great for Philadelphia because Philadelphia then gets him at a much lower number, right. which then lowers his number all the way through. Uh, but that's not so great for Ben Simmons. So one of the things that I've heard thrown out there is do you gain some form of, through collective bargaining, an agreement that says, Hey, because no one anticipated a pandemic shutting down the league and costing us all this revenue, is there a we're only going to go X amount, right? We're only going to go to X you know, salary lower than what it would have been at the projected cap. And that could be interesting to see how that goes. But as it stands today, under the CBA rules as we know them right now, he would you know, stand to lose considerable money. It's him, Jamal Murray, Pascal Siakam, a handful of guys who signed those max deals. Now, one other guy I want to touch on, just because I think it's an interesting case, is Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. We remember Jalen Brown signed for less than a max, and everybody was like, wow, you know, I don't know. There was all these questions before the year of did the Celtics pay too much? Right. I think now it's... And what a great job they got him for less than the max. He's you know played really well right near being an all star. Well, he's at twenty three point eight, twenty three point nine million uh, for next year's starting salary. If it dropped below that, then he would drop as well because you can't make more than your individual max mm -hmm. in a first year um, contract. Same with a minimum if if it you know when the cap goes up. If you remember during the spike year, it went way up and, and everybody's minimum salaries went up as well. So, so that's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out because that is all tied together. And then for a guy like Anthony Davis, his max salary would change considerably as well um, because, again, he's eligible for up to 30% of the cap right now. So that would be you know, curious to see where that lands out. So it's going to make for some interesting decisions. But a guy like Davis, had, he, one, he hasn't opted out yet. And two, he is um, – that's his decision as a free agent for a guy like Simmons, Mari, Siakam. They already signed those extensions. They're already locked in. So that's going to make it a lot uh, more tricky to see where that lands out. So that's something a lot of people have been asking about is what does that do? Mm -hmm. And all we can really comfortably go off of is this is what the rules are today. 
with knowing there is a potential that they could again negotiate to do, you know, hey, a one time uh, kind of special provision here. And this is what we're going to do. So that's going to be what I'm going to be keeping an eye on here as we lead up to the offseason, whatever it starts. Well, Keith, that, that leads us right into the next thing I want to talk about. And that was all of the guys with player options. There's a bunch of them out there. I know, you know, a bunch from the, yeah. from the Lakers. You mentioned Anthony Davis already. You've got Avery Bradley. You've got JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, all these types of of players, Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Uh, we know DeMar DeRozan has one. The, the list goes on and on. Um, Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, That's yeah. That's a huge one, right? another That's big a one. big, big one, yeah. So these yeah. guys with player options, do, are we now entering a scenario where if the cap does drop, suddenly we're going to see more players picking up their player options and then hoping the cap jumps back up the following year? I think we could see a really interesting scenario where there's way less players on the free agent market this summer or whenever it is um, than we were anticipating because player options get get picked up because who wants to go lock in say a four-year deal when the cap is at 100 million if you think the following year it's going to be 110 or 115 or whatever yeah absolutely i think there is a chance we do see that um i think if you are a uh let's let's use gordon hayward as yeah. an example you know, no one was going to give him $34 million. This summer wasn't going to happen. There's no mm-hmm. chance. Um, there's number one, there's only two teams that could do that and they're not going to do that. And that's if the cap was at 115 million. Um, so I think for him, it's a no brainer now. I'm opting in and I'm keeping this because even if you opt out, you're giving up a ton of money right. without really knowing it could take a couple of years for the cap to catch back up. You know, and if you really buy into the doom and gloom, it could be, you know, forever impacted right. and a mess and all these other things that we're hearing some of the folks go to. Uh, a guy like Otto Porter, you know, $28 million, I think, on the books this year. He's definitely going to opt into that. There's no right. way. Now, a guy like Anthony Davis, great example. Um, you know, he was going to make more, clearly, in first-year salary mm-hmm. than what he was on the books for on his player option and signed long-term. And there was folks who said – Maybe he only does two years because then that gets him back right. out there on the 10-year tier and those kind of things. Now do you just opt in and say, hey, I'll play it, you know, I'll kind of play it by year now and then say, you know, all right, a year from now, let's see where we're at. That could be interesting. And then I think the lower salary guys, the Avery Bradleys of the world, um, like two guys I think about a lot are Avery Bradley and Ennis Cantor mm-hmm. from the two teams we cover. They both have the exact same contract, $5 million player option for next year. They're not getting – that's not coming back to them. You know, in this free agent market, you know, probably even if the cap does come in closer. So I think for those two guys, it's kind of becomes almost a definite no-brainer. And last, Bradley's in a little bit different spot because he's been starting all right. year. He's a big part of the Lakers. Not that Cantor's not a big part of the Celtics, but I think he thought he'd be a starter. He's not. So unless he is really like, I want to go somewhere and start and I want to play more and those kind of things, there would be no reason to walk away from that. So I think you got to really start to look at those player options and say – yeah, if these guys, if if you're anything over like the minimum on a player option, it's probably good chance those guys are going to opt back in. Which you know, if those guys do that, it takes a pretty weak free agent class down to you know really nothing. almost nothing yeah. left. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, really, it comes down to are players willing to give up even more money than we thought in exchange for long term security. So say Avery Bradley, for example, was thinking that he was going to get. I don't know, say he was hoping to get a three-year deal worth $30 million, right, in, in the offseason. Well, that's that's not going to happen. He's got a $5 million option for next season. 
But what if somebody comes at him with a three-year deal for, say, $12 million or something like that? Yeah. Is that enough long-term, you know, thinking about the long-term security, players' careers are short. We have seen guys take the money and not do the one- or two-year deal. And then we've also seen guys yep. go the other way. And that's, you know, the, the big, big question is, of course, like you mentioned, Anthony Davis. What does he do? Does he take a 30% max with a cap at $100 million, Or does he opt in? to a one-year $28.75 million deal and then hope to take a 30% max at $110 million or, or whatever. I think yep. it's going to be really fascinating to see what these guys do this this offseason. Yeah, and I think with a guy like Davis, too, you have to consider a couple of things there. It was one, it was almost a no-brainer of, well, he you know forced his way to the Lakers, so there's no way he's not re-signing with the Lakers. Well, and it's obviously it's clearly been a huge success. He's had one of the best years of his career. The team's a title contender. They're right there in that mix. But if you now roll that over another year, we've seen how quick things change in the right. NBA. And all of a sudden, you you put some uncertainty in there for both sides of you know, well, what is it? Like, well, look at Demarcus Cousins, right? We sure. all were like, man, this guy's rolling right to another big max Give contract. Give him the supermax. You know, <laughs> they do that. Yeah, right. and he blows out his Achilles in New Orleans, and uh, and then you know now we're still you know two years later, and he's only played in a handful mm-hmm. of games for the Warriors. So I do think it is really going to be interesting to see you know guys like that, a guy like Gordon Hayward, for example, too. One of the hopes that was out there is well, maybe he opts out. Out of the thirty-four million, I don't think that was going to happen. for though. something like four years, eighty. Oh, okay. I don't think it was either. Maybe, but 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 that was the idea. Was you know he opts out, takes less money per year, but you know more, more money longer. overall um, with that. But that was also the dream of Al Horford, and Al Horford now plays for the 76ers. Sure. So, you know, so it starts to become uh, that. And I just, I think because of the uncertainty in the world, these players aren't aren't uh, exempt from what's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going through all the same stuff we are. They're just doing it with, you know, millions and millions more dollars and, you know, much nicer places to quarantine than most <laughs> of us. But, but $34 million is a lot of money to walk away from, not knowing – all right, I, I may not make that back up, you know, because you could be the Celtics and say, hey, instead of four years, 80, maybe we'll do four years, 60. Right. And now all of a sudden it's like, man, like I, I can get that money. And I think a lot of these guys, what they're going to look at because of the uncertainty is NBA players are supremely confident. And I believe most of them will say, I'll bet on myself and whatever I can get this summer will be there next summer. Plus, plus, plus. Right. So, uh, um, you know, I'm going to go that way. So I do think we're going to see a lot more guys opt in. I think it'll only be those guys who are really making very minimal money and have a chance at a raise even on a lowered cap. And then the uh, the other guys are the guys who are truly unhappy in a spot and are, I got to move and I want right. to be somewhere else. Now, from I mean, from the Lakers perspective, I know Lakers fans, of course, will be hoping that Anthony Davis does opt out and then re-sign because you'd rather have him locked up long term than risk something going wrong next season or or whatever. But uh, but it's going to be really interesting to see what the what players go with because we've seen this backfire. We've seen players yep. bet on themselves oh, and yeah. not work. I mean, look at like, like what Isaiah Thomas was back up the Brinks truck. That didn't happen. Yep. That wasn't going to happen. Yep. Uh, Nerlens Noel. All right. Even Kentavious Caldwell Pope is on the Lakers now, and he turned down what was it? I believe seventy million or something from from the Pistons. Yeah, the big rookies. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't. Yep. That's not coming back. So we've seen it happen before too, where players have passed up on long-term security and it's come back to bite them. So it's going to be fascinating to see who does what. I want to throw one at you here, Keith, because this is the one that I really have no idea what he's going to do. And that's DeMar DeRozan, $28 million option. And (laughs) 
and what what the heck happens with DeMar? I don't know how happy he is in San Antonio. We've heard rumblings that maybe he's not thrilled, but yeah. if you're DeMar DeRozan, what do you do? Do you turn down $28 million and go look for more? He'd probably be one of the top players in a weak class, but there's not going to be much money there. No, and I think what if you're DeMar DeRozan, what you're doing is even as illegal as this may be, you have your agent is talking to the Hawks and the Knicks and the Pistons mm-hmm. and saying, hey, what do you think? What's out there for me? You know, maybe right. even a team like the Hornets where it's, you know, hey, I could be the guy to come in with some of your younger guys and, you know, push us into the playoffs and those kind of things. And those are the people you're uh, really starting that that dialogue with to say, you know, where are we at on this? And if it's, all right, I can get, you know, maybe it's not going to be 28, 27, 7 or whatever it is, but I'm going to, maybe I can get 25, 26 million a year, but I can do that over, you know, three years or four years or something like that. Maybe then um, I'm all over that and that's, that's what I do. And I think that's what, what you're kind of pushing. Now that's, that's going to happen anyway. I just think right. those conversations and that trust and those relationships are just a lot more important today with, with, with people because you're, it's such an uncertain environment. He's one guy, if he opts out, I 100% believe he is an example of that, that second group I talked about of I'm unhappy and I want to be yeah. somewhere else, even if it means sacrificing some money. I, I would rather be, you know, elsewhere. Now it's, it's funny because, uh, Chris Haynes doesn't miss very much and he reported, mm-hmm. you know, DeRozan, you know, isn't overly happy and is going to opt out. And then DeRozan, of course, you know, came back later that same night or the next day and was like, well, unless you hear me say that, well, nobody says that today, you know, right, unless yeah. it's really, really bad mm-hmm. situation. So I, I, I'm going to lean with Chris there and trust is he's reporting on that and just the things i've heard as well i think i i do think that there's a chance even in a depressed market that he opts out and says you know hey i'll be the best wing who's truly available here of of uh wing players because like a guy like brandon ingram not really available he's restricted, no, restricted free agent so um but yeah and those are the guys that's going to be really tough on is the restricted free agent yeah. so there's only a couple um like ingram who are max guys but if but ingram you know could potentially miss out on you know some big money that he you know, might have had and otherwise if you know if he especially if they do something where well if you had signed an extension we're mm-hmm. gonna lock you in at some some of the pre-extension value well you know that's it but that was you know that was their decision and you know let's go a different way and i don't know that the pelicans from what i know ever really offered it because it was we need to make sure this guy's healthy exactly play basketball and those kind of things thankfully he is had a fantastic season improved you know there and now the pelicans situation all right well we'll take care of it this summer so it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how all that plays out it's it's gonna be a different uh sort of free agency like last year right and i you know, always say this right me and you spent the the kind of heydays of this whole thing together in las right. vegas uh, at summer league while it was like you know you know, massive move every five minutes and trades That's and right. everything else. And we're all a know, lifetime ago. Right. Yeah. I know. Doesn't it feel like that was years and years ago? <laughs> it does. Um, I think this summer it's not going to be like that. Cause there's not mm. that kind of reagents available, but it's going to be for like what I do with the salary cap. It's going to be just as fascinating and interesting because I think you've, you've really got to play the game this summer and i'm curious to see what the there's about six teams that should have uh 24 million plus in cap space i'm very curious to see how they approach the summer too and is it a little more of let's just roll it over we'll do a bunch of Mm one-year contracts we'll try to eat some contracts from people trying to dodge the the tax and those kind of things and and let's just do that and we'll gain some assets and go because they're all 
pretty bad teams um, that are going to have cap space. So I think it is it is really interesting. The only team that isn't is Miami. But I could see Miami saying, you know what, let's just roll it all over. Goran Dragic back one year, $25 right. million. Fine, because one year it's not going to hurt you. Who cares? It just yeah. puts you right back in the you know in the driver's seat next year too. So so it's going to be really curious to see how how it all comes together from both the player and team side because I think you it's just a summer like we we just don't know. There's just so many unknowns. Yeah, it's it, we're really going to find out which teams can pivot and kind of think on their feet and be flexible because things are going to change. We don't know exactly what we don't know what all the ramifications are, but. Somehow, some way, things are going to be different and teams are going to have to react accordingly. And those who don't could find themselves at a disadvantage this year in free agency. And I'll tell you what was interesting is I had somebody tell me, too, is some of these teams that are bad, there's mm-hmm. always a sense of, well, we're bad. We've been bad for a while. We got to spend because we got to be able to sell tickets And that. Well, if you can only sell tickets to half your building, right. do you trust? Right, we're gonna have the building out no matter what. Um, mm-hmm. So that's gonna be interesting to see where that all goes to because I, I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time on the whole you know virus talk and what might be, but I have a hard time believing at the start of next year, whatever that is, that we're back to full you know one hundred percent capacity at right. these arenas. I just don't see it. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It's going to be different and that may change teams' approach. You know, if yep. they, if they know that they aren't going to have the opportunity to pack their building anyway, maybe that changes things. Maybe you've got some teams who are a little bit more willing to not necessarily tank, but, but save some money now in order to acquire talent later on. It's going to be, man, I, I and, like, you know, I just, just get everything started again. I can't wait to dive into all this stuff. And, and I'll tell you, I think on the flip side of that too, you have teams that are close that might say, Hey, we're really close. Let's just pay the tax if that's what it needs to be. Do what mm-hmm. we got to do. Sure. Let's push this in because I think there's a sense of, you know, right. We keep hearing this is there's going to be another wave of this next winter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if, you know, thankfully, you know, hopefully I should say it this way is hopefully it won't be nearly what it is now. We'll right. be in a better place to handle it and all those things. But I think there are teams that are now on the line of, and we were right there. There were seven or eight teams that believed they could win the title this year. And I think those seven or eight teams may say, well, whatever happens to this year happens, but they're going to almost view next season as kind of an extension of this year. And mm-hmm. you know what? If we got to push in and really go after it and say, this might be it, this might be our little window, and who the heck knows what comes in the future, they might jump on that. And I think that is something that's important to consider as well. Um, you know, you might have teams that, you know, normally have been a little more hesitant. And then you're going to have some teams that come out of this with, we don't have the spending power we once had just because, right. you know, our revenue's down and X, Y, and Z and uh, other businesses the owners may may uh, own and run and those kind of things may not be where they were. And that's going to be something to monitor again. It's just it, it is such a wild um, thing. It's it's almost good that it's not a great free agent class because if it was imagine this combined with a oh, you know, amazing free agent <laughs> class it would just be a complete mess and then you'd really have the pushes of hey let's do the smoothing thing yeah we like that right. idea. let's not you know let's let's not lower the cap too much yeah man that would be a, a disastrous situation yeah. if you had yeah. so the top top guys in the league free agents right now uh it, it would be an app like you said it would be a mess incredible yeah if it was like last summer no man forget it forget it (laughs) well why don't we uh why don't we wrap things up there i think that's a good spot to stop we'll try and do that we'll try and do this every week i think that'll that'll work um 
Guys, this was fun diving into all of this stuff. Keith, man, good stuff. I appreciate you coming on here and uh, getting to sort through all this. Yeah, man, it was good to talk. I know we talked uh, the other day and we were mm-hmm. just saying, you know, we just miss talking ball. And I think yeah, next exactly. time we can get a little more into, you know, unless we have actual news, I think we can get a little more into kind of what we do. We'll, maybe we'll start looking at teams and mm-hmm. really get into them, deep dive and talk about their players and, and all those kind of things. I've got some ideas that I'm, you know, kind of working through. And I don't know that all of them are best in a written form. So maybe we can try some of them out here on the show and, you know, talk through it and those kind of things. So yeah, I think it'll be really fun. And, you know, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's good for me at least to focus on basketball like yes. actual basketball every once in a while it gets me really excited so so yeah man i'm glad we're back doing this brought to you by I, me and you that's time, right so. that's right <laughs> hashtag sponsored by us that's it. <laughs> guys make Good sure stuff. you do you do follow keith at keith smith nba on twitter you can follow me at trevor lane nba yeah keith i'm sure i asked you this before do you do instagram I do not. I, I okay. don't have an Instagram. I'm, I'm an old uh, white dad that just doesn't have it. I, I don't know why. I probably should get it. Enough players are on there breaking their own news and mm-hmm. stuff. I, I need to get it eventually. I just I just haven't. I've got one of you guys. If you want, you can follow me at Trevor Lane NBA. I haven't jumped on the TikTok thing. Just, I, I just can't see it. But at least I do have an Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on TikTok. I'm I'm not doing that one. That's, that's that's too much for me. Nobody nobody needs to see me doing dances and uh, things like that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week for the NBA front office show. Till then, see you and make sure you guys please stay safe out there. See you later.